Hey. <laughs> hey, welcome over 50 starting over. I'm Barry Edwards. And I'm Merle Garrison. Our classic episode coming right back at you. You know what I was thinking about this morning? What's that, Barry? Is we are technically about at the end of season three or whatever. Um, is that it? Six. Six. Yeah, I was gonna say, what? I'm I'm going to numbers. So <laughs> okay. When I'm on like Apple Podcasts, it tells me that we have something like 214 episodes or something. So from here yeah. on out, I think I'm just going to go to 215 or whatever it is and so yeah. on. All I, right. That sounds good. I, Wait, do you, you have the split screen on, right? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. On. Yeah. I'm, I'm at go back, my to the, back to rental. the basics. Yeah. yeah I'm, I see that. Sure. And so I'm at our rental uh, doing some work and all. I don't have my mic stand, so I got to hold it. Everything's really difficult. And yeah, it's like going back to season one. I know. Look at you. You're two-handed over there. Coffee in one hand, mic in the other one. Man, you're juggling. I know. Uh, I need to get a, a mic stand that stays here because yeah. I do uh, come from here periodically. So getting started, I got some interesting stuff that I wanted to share. Boy, there went my screen for some reason. Um, and it starts with a little backstory. So for about the last year, I decided that I'm looking out externally on Indeed, Glassdoor, and LinkedIn right. Right. for whether it's full-time contract work or whatever. I'm just, it's since post-COVID, it's just a ton of business development and uh, just helter-skelter. And I want, and I want to just do creative I, and people at my stage of the game tend to, uh, you know, your trajectory is to go in, you want to be a director or something where you're just project managing and managing people. Right. I yeah. don't want to do that. I don't want to do that at all. I've been there before. I was doing that in my twenties and I didn't like it. Uh, so I, I left to go out on my own and do creative and, so that's what I'm looking for. Basically, I'm looking for uh, mostly the, the, the title is senior graphic designer. But point being, sometimes it's marketing manager and things like that. But uh, point being that I put together a resume and I actually have three different versions. They're just slightly tweaked differently. One for mm -hmm. content marketer, mm -hmm. one for senior graphic designer, one for creative director. And all of those things kind of overlap, you know, it just depends on what title somebody chooses for whatever. But my point is, so I took a lot of time, I googled uh, resumes and looked for creative ones, kind of like, you know, in my industry, I'm a designer, it's got to look really good, right? Mm -hmm. And I even then took some time to uh, talk to a friend of ours, mine and Lisa's, who is a director of marketing and at corporate, corporate America. All right. Mm -hmm, big, mm -hmm, big. Right, right. So it was great. We reviewed my resume and everything. And she's like, wow, really good. Just told me about a couple of tweaks. You know, I had it in uh, chronological order, my work history. Right. right. Which and most people should be do. inverse. You right. should put your most current at the top. Oh, um, you had the oldest at the top. Yes, oh, I did. Interesting. Done. Um, I didn't know about her. I hadn't done a resume in 30 years, you know? Right. So, right. you know, I'm real happy with it. It looks great. Uh, and I put it out there at least a hundred times. It got very little action and it started to weigh on me. Like what's going on? So just the other day, uh, something on indeed popped up. Cause there's been some really interesting jobs out there that uh, I'm really, uh, really kind of hot for. And just the other day on indeed something popped up and said, Hey, for 1999, have a professional look your resume over. Hmm. Hmm. Like, yeah, sure. Okay. 20 bucks. Yeah. 
Oh my God. That was the best $20 I ever spent in my life. I found out a real live person. I'm going to show you what they sent me. Okay. I got my cool. web page. Yeah. It's got a video on it and it's got the written notes that goes along with it. And a real live guy uh, gave me an 18 minute video on what was wrong with my resume for 20 bucks for 20 bucks. Wow. In- invaluable. Yeah. And first thing he says is 99.9% of people are never seeing your resume. So, (laughs) what does he base that on yeah oh because what happens is i did not know this and nobody told me this and i've talked to you know i talked to people i talked to you about this but you know people like you i'm sure you just you have a professional probably do it for you okay i i have okay well i did mine myself but just did some research and um so what he says is if i say it right i uh it, it goes through ATS software, which means it, he goes, you're, it looks beautiful. He goes, your resume looks beautiful, but you're a designer. You formatted it in a page layout program and you got these different columns and you got these different fonts. And it, he goes, it looks great. But when it gets parsed by this ATS software, which is something like auto transcribing service, mm-hmm. it, it, it just tears everything out into a plain text format. And he goes, you need a plain text version of your resume because ah. and he showed me, I, I should go ahead and try to. Yeah. Can you pull it up? Yeah. That's yeah, interesting. Yeah. If I could find, I got so much stuff open. Oh, I wanted to show you this just quickly because this is your, this is mine in your texts. And I sent you a couple of pictures. Do you see it? Those are beautiful, Barry. Oh, God, it was Gosh, so beautiful. You know, Cleveland at this time of the oh. year, I, we probably say this every year. It's, it's here, here absolutely. Yours. Yeah. Uh, to the Grand we, Canyon? We went to the Grand Canyon last week with Anne-Marie, and we, uh, we, we checked out the whole place. It was a mind-blowing experience. Uh, we, the, the one picture down below with the, the red sky was yeah. the sunrise that we yeah. got to see. It was so worth getting up at Old Dark 30 to see that it was a highly spiritual experience like that that right there makes you feel puts things in perspective it's like going to the ocean and it really does look Um, at Anne marie too with her camera all set up and everything so professional you know the first thing i thought and i think i said this to you is our cameras today as of the last couple years actually finally capture the depth they didn't used to and um, I would take those fall pictures in the past and it just didn't capture it. Now that kind of does. You know, really you're right. Does. You're right. But but I got to say, Barry, that there is no picture of the Grand Canyon that you can take that will give you the real perspective. I mean, For it's sure. just not possible, even when you go there. I mean, I had to sit there for, you know, a long time to really just take in what I was looking at. There's so much detail. There's so much. You're looking a mile into the earth right there. I mean, it's crazy, not to mention the intimidation factor, which I, there was a lot of that going I on bet. for me. It Gosh, would, I, it would I, I tripped on a pebble and then I was all freaked out. I could have uh, fallen off a cliff <laughs> if I were down there, which I'll never go down there. <laughs> But you know, when we were, I, I didn't mean to get off the subject. I just have to say this, that one picture with the, the sunrise, we got there and it was dark. And mm. but what we saw, which I thought was incredible, there's there are all these trails that go down into the canyon, which I'll, I'm never going to go on one of those trails, Barry. They're, 
they're terrifying. Um, I see the videos. I saw like it was almost like a line of traffic with people, people with flashlights. Zig, I could see like a zigzag of lines going down into the canyon early, like before the sun came up. It was pretty spectacular. Also, I felt sorry for those people. Uh, really? Uh, <laughs> also, it was understand. cold as I don't know what. Really? And after being here, well, for me, it yeah. was because you're a freeze baby. Well, I am. And plus, you had to get used to this 115 degree heat all summer long. And now suddenly we're there. When we got to the top of the canyon, it was it was 38 degrees, I think, 37 degrees. Oh, but that's going cool. down in there, those people. Yeah. I mean. I don't know. I was I was chilled just watching it. Well, I understand. And speaking to how your blood gets thinner or it whatever changes. you want to yeah, call it, it's kind of like a 50 degree day in Cleveland in the fall is cold. 50 degree day in the spring is like, let's go to the beach, you know, because yeah, you got through true. the winter and true. Yeah. Yeah. But, so uh, you know, some of this, I was like, boy, it was 100 degrees cooler in the canyon than it was back home. <laughs> you know, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> all right, let's get back uh, yeah, on this. Sorry about that. No, that that's fun. quite all right. Yeah. So I'm not going to go through this video. I'm just Yeah, this is cool, you. though. Hey, the guy th sent a video. Yeah, I did. This is what it looks like. My original uh, resume looks like. And I didn't share the sound. It just occurred to me, of course, because I <laughs> always forget <laughs> the first time. That so I'm not going to worry button. about it. Right. But anyways, Everything, the important points that he tells me in the video are in here and over here. And for those of you that are just listening, I'm going to describe this for you a bit. Now here he shows me, or at least somewhere around here, there's a bit about, so he rewrote a bit about my um, opening summary statement, which was very handy and told me about, you know, you got to put, you would think I would know this, an SEO expert, but he's like, you got to put more keywords that they're using uh, in the job description in mm, your resume. That's and, big. Yeah, I heard sure that too. Because the AI the software, picks up those keywords. Yep, there right. you go. There you go. So somewhere in here, he was showing me, like you could see there, skills instructor at Lakeland Community College. And look how the case is all jumbled and jacked up. Everything. This is So that's how it comes out, the way yeah, I'm seeing it right all now. All messed oh, up. So oh. like he said, 99.9% .9 of people never even saw your resume. Or because, they got frustrated when they tried to read uh, it. Dude, the, the, the computer never spit it out to them. Yeah, it it no. would have gotten flagged like this is garbage. Hmm. And so over here, the comments, ATS info. So that's that automated transcription service or yeah. whatever that every resume goes through. So the point is, is that it should be in, uh, you should have a plain text ver uh, version of it. Uh, you know, what's really, really cool. Is That's interesting. Just as I close this up, I just happened upon Google docs. Cause that's mm -hmm. where we keep our 05 no notes in. Right. Right, right. And there's a template boom right there. Resume. They supply you a template for it. Just use that. And just, just highlight uh, where it says job description and type in your own stuff and, and you're ready to go. I mean, if you're doing your own resume, if you're and, doing your own yeah. and for yep. God's sake, spend the 20 bucks to have a professional look like this. Look yeah. Where over. did you go to do that? How, how I don't, for the audience? It was like, uh, you know, because I get, Oh, that's right. It, it bubbled up to you literally inundated with job descriptions from Glassdoor and indeed and LinkedIn all day too much. So these days, so, so wait, that's a the stop right there because okay. that is important that you sign up for these 
And the what I what I've learned is that other agencies also pick up on it. So it's not just uh-huh. the one place that you put your resume and then suddenly you're getting, uh-huh. you know, 40, 50 opportunities every yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, and and it's hard to like the after you start to become overwhelmed, well, you know, your, that, your inbox becomes overwhelmed. And the amount of time I end up spending every day going through these is getting to be substantial. I get excited about it. I mean, sure. I see some of these and, and there's so much remote opportunity. There are a lot. Yep. Yeah. That was the blessing from COVID. That was one of that the was one good few. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So, Oh, let me just finish this. Up. Go ahead. Um, so um, what else? I want to point out something else. Six to 10 hard skills. Well, bullet out your experience a lot more. That's something else that he told me. Like I was writing too much in paragraph form. Now, again, Merle, you and I a long time ago had a conversation about which ultimately amounted to something of a, a gentle argument between the difference between a resume and a CV, a CV. Mm-hmm. And I always forget what that stands for. Do you remember? Oh, it's a Latin uh, word. Yeah, that's right. I forgot it too. Yeah. Yeah. We, we did share that one time, yeah. but a CV is like, could be like eight pages where it's mm-hmm. very identifiable. Oh, I know what else I wanted to say that he pointed out that was very valuable is he said, Use the who method, W-H-O, which is what I did, how I did it, and the O is the objective. What did it, what were your results? What were the oriented? results, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, That's try pretty to cool. The who. Very valuable. Yeah, I like that, yeah. The first, so I just put this together in a text format, my first one on like Thursday. I got a call. I got right it. away. I had right an away. interview the next day. Yeah, oh, you're kidding. Wow. I did. I had a, just a phone call interview. Uh, it's with a big hospital out here. And I think we both kind of arrived at the fact that I wasn't a real good fit. It was, I'm a little overqualified for that particular yeah. role, yeah. but, but like still. Lisa and I were talking about, I got, I got to talk to this HR person who I had a very good relationship with on the phone there. She knows what I do now. She knows me. She might call me back and say, you know what? I think I got a better fit for you here. Right, right. Exactly. It's all about networking. And uh, what great advice though, too, because I'm sure a lot of people have experienced the same thing. It's frustrating when you're, when you're dealing with these types of sites and you're, you're spending a lot of time, like you say, You're putting your resumes out there. You're getting excited and then nothing happens. And uh, I think that's an experience a lot of people are having because what happens is it never even goes to a person. It's AI that's figuring out who who gets bubbled up. And I remember being on the flip side of this as a hiring manager. This was before all the AI stuff, but you would just get inundated with hundreds of resumes when you put out a a job opportunity. And there was... It, it, for the hiring manager, it was overwhelming. Yeah. Um, well, you, and resumes, after you read five resumes, you're ready to go to bed. Man, I mean, it's boring. So <laughs> I, uh, I sub out my programming stuff to people like from Pakistan or India or whatever, you know. Uh, so when I have heavy programming on a website or something like that, I sub that out and I try to maintain relationships, find somebody good and try to u- use them. Because man, when I got something unique out there, I have to do exactly what you're saying. I get 
within two yeah. hours, I got 30 resumes. Right. The first thing you're doing is trying to delete uh, as many as you can. That's the goal. That's and the so, first thing. Because yeah. you can't do it any other way. Mm -mm. Uh, you're looking for any reason to reject people Absolutely. and narrow down the scope. And so this is what AI is doing and they're randomly doing it. And if you have something like, and you'll never know it, that's the thing. That's why if, I want to share If you have something this. like what you were doing, you, you just would never find out unless you spent the $20 I mean, that was worth, you know, that was worth gold right there. What really a deal. Yeah. And uh, I, I'm so glad you're sharing it because yeah. that's, that's I valuable. Hope, I hope it helps a few people out. All right, man, so move it along. I want to just touch on a few productive things here that also might help some people along. And I think that uh, you got something to weigh in here on two things. I want to talk about hypertension and sleep a little bit. Mm. hypertension i'm on a very low dose of i think it's called am uh, now i can't even think of it amlodipine amlodipine okay. i think is what oh. it is like 10 milligrams <laughs> these names and for blood pressure how do they come up with these names i know i know well the the, the end part of it like peen or, or yeah yeah whatever means something it puts it, it in does, a particular right? class it's, of a drug yeah, yeah but um so i'm on a very low dosage of it but it keeps my blood pressure perfect. Like every right. time I go to the doctor, they're like, good. It's right where it should be. So nice. Yeah. So that's the only thing I'm on and uh, I'm good with that. Uh, but so this is two natural solutions for hypertension, which is high blood pressure. And check this out, Merle. It now hypertension now affects 1.13 billion people worldwide. Can you believe that? I that's can. a seventh of the population. Yes. Yes. I can believe it. That I that blows my mind, and that's according to the World Health Organization. So well, and, and I they're going to jack see, up the numbers to sell. Well, true, true. They try yeah. to sell some more of that hyperhalapine yeah. or whatever that was that you said. <laughs> uh, but but the fact is, is that you know, as you take a look at the life that we're all living in this world right now, mm. there are people. You know, when we were growing up, your dad went to work, your mom, you know, did kind of the the maybe she had a part time job and she was taking care of us and all that kind of stuff and now now you know parents can't even stay together but no. uh but if they do they're both at work they're 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 struggling uh you know gosh especially during this time that we live in right now with inflation and 401ks yeah. evaporating uh -huh. And and then add on top of that, we don't have time to cook good meals. So we're, we're going out to eat, we're getting fast food, we got, or we're getting stuff at the store with a bunch of preservatives in it. And we're getting all fat and disgusting, you know, because yeah. of this and, 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 and all the salt content and everything. Yeah. Uh, hypertension Sugar. is going to happen. I mean, that I just saying all that probably, I, I probably need some of that, some of that stuff. Well, to your point, my, uh, <laughs> My finance guy's secretary called me just the other day to set up a meeting to go over just the like quarterly or yeah. whatever it is. I'm not talking to that dude now. You know, that's what Lisa like always pulls out the mail and checks all that stuff out. I'm not looking at it right now. This is it's the scary. worst time. It's it will scary. eventually come back. It will. It will. So, so it's it's a funny thing when it happens, though, because yeah. I, when it happens, you're thinking it's the... It, I better, I better pull the ripcord and get out of this. I know, and, and, a lot of and, people do. and I've done that before. I've and, done it before. and, uh, was very sorry that I did that. Same, same. <laughs> Cause then a couple of years later, it's like, 
holy cow, this thing has hit the jackpot. And I bailed on this when it was yeah. at four dollars. You know, I had a bunch of Marvel stock way back in the day, like I'm Did talking you? late 90s, and they filed for bankruptcy. I lost all of it. Then they went public after that, you know, started the movies. That's why I put so much money into it, because I knew they were going to start those movies. Right, in. right. And, and you did. talked about that, too. Mm. When we were oh, younger, that hurts. remember that's that. Hurts. Yeah, that's a that's a tough one. I don't even want to talk about this anymore. <laughs> all right, let's not. Let's not. All right, let's get back to this. This is it's a quick one. Okay. Medications often needed, just like I said, but your daily habits uh, mean a lot too. So whether you've been diagnosed or you're trying to prevent it, here's a couple of things for you. Eat a plant-based diet that's not high in sodium. That's a tough one for both of us. I think it's a guy thing. I need to eat more vegetables and leafy greens. Leafy greens are also right. a brain food. Oh so, yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't eat enough. I buy, I buy these containers, these big containers of uh, spring mixed greens yeah. and they're good for salads. If you got some good cheese with them, yeah, yeah. but more often than not, most of it rots before I eat it. <laughs> don't you hate that? <laughs> I do, but I'm good for putting it on sandwiches. At yeah, least I do yeah. that. That's good. Good for okay, you. I haven't had a this. sandwich in 90 oh, days. Dude, I, I, oh, right. We're going to talk about that. I haven't had a sandwich. I, I haven't had cheese. Oh, I, I, I uh, got Okay. We got to stop talking about that right. now too, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Don't make uh, me angry, Barry. <laughs> so... So that the, the plant-based diet, regular exercise. I think that's probably the most important thing for everything yeah. in your life. Yeah. Moderate alcohol intake, practice stress management and prioritize sleep. Okay, research reveals two natural remedies for high blood pressure are, listen to this one, electroacupuncture. It's the Whoa. first I've ever heard of that. Never. This is a form of acupuncture that utilizes low intensity electric pulse. I actually have heard of it. I've have seen you? that before where the, you've got the, the pins in there uh -huh. and they've got a small, it's almost like the tinge unit when you go for physical therapy. I've had acupuncture a, before. I've yeah. never had that before. I, I think it was for inflamed disc in my neck. If I and it was a long how, time did, ago. how did it, did it work? Yeah, I went several times, and as I several. recall, it wow. had a it had a benefit to it, like huh. massage. It's, it's pretty much the same kind of wow. benefit. So this can help lower your blood pressure after you're already there. You're in the problem phase. But, I see. So to prevent. So secondly, getting plenty of omega three fatty acids in your diet. Hmm, now, is I that take, right? I take those. Um, a supplement. Like, yeah, yeah, they're like gel caps of. Yeah, I, I, I do too. Oh, do you? That's yeah. really good, man. I take yeah. those every day. It's part of the program. Oh, good. oh really? And that yes. makes sense too. I bet you, I don't know this for a fact, but I would think that it would help curb your appetite too, because you're getting the good fat. Some of the good I, you fat. know, it's funny because I mean, I, I, I take it because it, it was either that, or I would have to have like some fish meal every, every week. And I'm not a big fish eater. So I, I just, either, but... just went with that and, and because it's important, but I, it uh, wasn't like I felt a difference like, mm -mm. Uh, but <clears throat> I believe it's I, good. Sure. Sure. And um, so this says add a couple servings of wild salmon to your weekly menu and yeah. keep some omega-3 rich walnuts on hand as well. Oh. Healthy snack. Huh. So those are good. Lisa makes salmon every day, every day, every, every week, oh. every week uh, for her part of her weekly regimen. And uh -huh. I've never had better salmon. She makes, I won't ever get it at really? a restaurant because okay. hers is the best. 
I, I, I have to say that I'm not a fish person at all. And uh-huh. when I went on vacation to Alaska, everybody was raving about the salmon. And I'm like, uh, give me I the bet. the meat, give me the steak or whatever, yeah. you know. And then I'm um, like the last I was there for two t- ten days, I think. Yeah. And it was like the last day. I'm like, all right, I'll taste some of that. And it was like, wow. Why yeah. haven't I been eating that? That was like the best salmon I've ever had. I didn't even know I liked it. Every it. day, yeah. But yeah. if you may say it's good salmon, <clears throat> there's no substitute. Uh, but it, most salmon isn't <laughs> isn't that <laughs> right? No, well, right. I mean, I I used to make it a lot myself. You did, and I got pretty good at it. Pretty yeah. good at it. But when I screwed it up, it's like ah, I'm yeah. really forcing myself to get through it. <laughs> you you know? But Lisa's yeah. is like. I can God, imagine it's, it's, a, it's a cross between like a, a meat and butter, like uh, it flakes apart and everything. Actually, so that sounds good, good to me. Yeah, it, mm. you would love it. Yeah, you would love I bet it. I she would. puts all the tons of parsley over the top of it. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I think she bakes it uh, kind of quick. Yeah. Uh, so, hey, so moving on just to this final thing, because it's part of that hypertension. You know, a big yeah. point was to get prioritize sleep. It's, yeah, that's that's we were hearing that more and more about. We sleep. are hearing that more and more. So I wanted to ask you, what are you? How are? Do you sleep well? Do you have bouts yeah. or what? Um, I I have to. This is funny because on this program that I've been on, it was a, a big part of the program yeah. is making sure that you get a good night's sleep. And uh, even my my health coach, of course, is my brother. Uh, he was telling me that, you know, after you get a good night's sleep, it's sort of miraculous because we're on this uh, weight loss thing. It's, it's almost like you're, you sleep and you lose weight. Um, and, and so they were asking me a lot about, uh, do you have any trouble sleeping and mm-hmm. everything? I have, I do not have trouble sleeping. Ever. I, 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 every once in a while I do, mm-hmm. but for the most part, I, I, I close my eyes and before you know it, I'm in sleep and I, I have a great sleep. Uh, I I get up to go to the bathroom one or two times a night, but, but other, but I go get back in bed, boom, I'm right back to sleep again. However, uh, I was showing you those pictures. You were showing the pictures of the sunrise the other day. And so we decided we were going to go to bed at nine o'clock and get up at four o'clock the next morning. Mm. And, uh, Anne-Marie fell right to sleep and, but we had the TV on and there was a, there was a commercial about some, and the person in the commercial some kind of uh, uh, celebrity. And she was saying, I sometimes have trouble sleeping. And then this whole collage of experiences that she has when she's sleeping, that she's imagining she's at work and all this stuff. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want that to happen to me. And I turned off the TV and I went to go to sleep. I didn't fall asleep until about three o'clock in the morning. I had to wake up at four. (laughs) It was terrible. So the one time I had it, for the most part, I sleep pretty darn good. I do for the most part. I do have bouts of insomnia though. And they're you do. That's a horrible. little less rare than they used to be. Yeah, it That's is. Good. Can I pause you for one minute? Yeah. <laughs> and just uh, like that, we're back. I was okay. So I do have uh, some bouts of insomnia, but they usually don't last long. I eventually will go back to my own advice and start listening to self-hypnosis sleep uh, YouTube videos. And I just shut off the screen and just listen to it. Oh, that's good. It's really good. It really works for me. 
I I have, you know, my favorite stuff to listen to too, which I did. So even though I even though I didn't fall asleep right away, it was almost like, well, I'm glad I'm awake. I, I'm glad I heard all of this stuff. So it all worked out really good. That's I I try to pump in positive stuff and everything. And there were a few times that I thought I was gonna fall asleep and and then I and as I was falling asleep. I suddenly was like, oh my God, I'm falling asleep, which is what woke yes, me up again. Yes, I've been there. I've been there. So this article says, short article from the Cleveland Clinic, don't focus on just quantity of hours, but quality. So the frequent awakening in the night is really, that's it's hard on you. And it's disruptive. Charlie, Charlie gets me up at least once during the night, usually uh, two in the morning. Yeah, always. Well, you know, me. when uh, my kids were were you know infants, both of them took about a year for them to sleep through the night. So, you know, I had them a year and several months apart. So for about three years, I oh. had to wake up several times during the night, and uh, I look uh, back then like I'm older than I am today. Oh my God! Uh, really? Well, you do look so young. You look yeah. so good. Yeah. Oh, thanks, Barry. I appreciate that. You really that. do. Well, no. I mean, especially you've sent me some of these full body pictures of late because of your dieting. My God, you look good, man. I mean, like Scott. Remember what happened to Scott? Yeah. Yeah. You do, you're same, going through the same thing. Same thing. It's the same yeah. thing. I, I'm, I'm right now at the lightest weight that I've been since I got married to Anne Marie. Wow. And, uh, and so that happened in 11 weeks. Wow. And, uh, I'm 41 pounds down. And uh, so, you know, it's, it's do the math on that. It's uh, about, about, you know, four pounds a, a week on average is what I've been, been losing. And uh, <clears throat> it's, uh, it's, it's really been incredible. And it's actually, uh, it, 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 I feel so good about it. And I feel so good about myself. I, I, everything, I, it seemed like an impossible task when I started, it seemed like, well, maybe it works for other people. I don't know if this is going to work for me. And I, I, I'm looking back at this. I can't even believe it. I mean, this shirt that I'm wearing right now, I couldn't wear anymore. Uh, I'm, I'm wearing all kinds of clothes. I, I couldn't nice wear before. Thank you. I think Hallie and Brandon got this one for me. So nice. yeah, you know, it's, it's cool. It's really cool. And, uh, I, I just, um, you know, going on, going out to the Grand Canyon and being able to, we were at 7,000 feet and the, the altitude does affect me. Mm. And the, the other thing was that they, at the Canyon, the National Park Service had a water main break. So they ran out of water. So in order to go hiking there, oh my God. you had to bring all of your water. And so my backpack was like 40 pounds <laughs> <laughs> exactly we, what you lost right I, that's so funny because yeah. I, I i'm like going up these hills and just <sighs> and, and then i realized that this was the the weight on my back is exactly what i've lost and yeah. I, I mean that was a revelation for me yeah. right there uh but uh but I, and then this was the only vacation on record that i can remember where i actually lost weight and oh, so wow. uh, that was yeah. pretty cool too and That's very uh, cool yeah yeah so, so this is let a good me deal ask you, are there any new updates to this diet program that you like are you in a different phase are you doing something different now I'm not in a different phase. I'm still in the weight loss phase. I have a goal that I'm trying to get to. I'm about two thirds of the way there right now. So 
very, very much on track. And then there's a maintenance phase that you go into after that. And, uh, you know, looking forward to, to that part, uh, you know, there are some things that I've had to abstain from since I've been on this plan. Not, not a big deal for me at all. But one of them is uh, drinking. If you have even one drink, that, that, that'll stop the weight loss. Uh, it, it, it won't happen for several days. And so I haven't had a drink. Uh, I like to have a beer every once in a while. Probably the beer. worst thing that you could have. Yeah. But, oh, sure. But, but I, 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 you know, there have been a couple of occasions uh, where I wanted to have one, but it really was no big deal, you know. And and also, it's 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 such a change in in you know. I haven't had any butter. Very low salt. I I drink black coffee now, which by the way, I'm I'm enjoying. Uh, huh. and, and, and so, you know, lots of little changes like that, that I've done that have made a, a, a complete effect. And something my brother warned me about is if you do go back to some of those foods that you loved, you're probably going to be surprised at how not good you feel after you eat them. So I while I was on this uh, vacation, we had the craziest time trying to find a place to eat in this little village we were staying at. And they, they, they're still affected by the, the whole thing we've gone through for the last couple of years where they mm -hmm. don't have the employment there. We had to go to four mm -hmm. different restaurants to find a place where we could eat. One of the restaurants wow. took our order, came back and told us, that they couldn't put our order in because they they only had two cooks and they couldn't and we were like oh and I was so hungry <laughs> I still don't still don't understand this I still what I, I, I don't get it either yeah. what, I don't get it either and so um so when we got to this restaurant and the the, the meal I can have is lean and green so you have mm -hmm. your protein you know and I ordered a burger just the burger part and I got a salad and uh, I, they had mushrooms. And I'm like, oh, I can have mushrooms. So I ordered these mushrooms good. and Barry, they were so good. Yeah. Later that night, I thought I was going to die. Those were sauteed mushrooms, sauteed in butter. And oh. I wasn't even thinking about that, but I felt awful after that. Wow. So like my body has changed. Just so yeah. my taste, everything's changed. It's well, really, you know, this is thing. something that you can relate to along the same lines. Um, this is really funny. And this is way back when Lisa and I first got together. So this is at least 13 years ago or so. We've been together wow. 14 and a half years. Cool. And so this 13 or 14 years ago, I was way out at her place in Macedonia. And I was, um, I said, you know, I don't know why, but I have this craving for chip dip. I go, there used to be this Lawson's convenience store. I remember. They had the best chip dip. And, I remember this. And I hadn't had it since I was like a kid, right? Right. So on the way home, I go and I go and pick some up and all that. It, my taste had changed so much in my adulthood. I did not like it. I mean, it, it was like, probably disgusting. It kind of was. It kind of <laughs> was. It's kind of like if you eat that candy bar that you haven't had since you're a kid and you yeah. remember it being, it's like Reese's peanut butter cups. I used, that was always my favorite. Right. I ate one today. Cause I rem, I have this in my mind of how it tasted. All I taste now is like rock sugar, you know? Yes. Like, yes. That's all I taste. Yes. Is sugar. I totally I can't even taste get what the you're saying. Bar. Yeah, <laughs> it's Star terrible. I mean, change. you know, Barry, we have uh, an Indian reservation down the road from our house. It's the Pima tribe. And uh, it's kind of interesting. I read this book, um, the our, um, Flags of Our Fathers. 
and it was about the Iwo Jima and the flag, the guys that raised yeah. the flag. And the guy at the very end uh, is a Pima Indian. You can see he still has, uh, he, he actually has his Indian smock on under his uniform and you can mm. see it sticking out at the at the back of his uniform mm. anyhow the 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 location is only a couple miles down the road and so uh i've visited it and i was surprised i haven't really experienced a lot of indian reservations but even though the wilderness that it's in is beautiful it's high poverty high mm, poverty and um, we, we actually got kicked out of the reservation, <laughs> me really? and Anne-Marie, yeah. Because we stopped and we, we thought, oh, look at this view. And then some guy came up and told us that we were illegally parked and that we would be on this reservation. And we, they have different laws on the reservation and you better pay attention to them oh. or they'll throw you in their jail. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> wow. But anyhow, the Pima Indians, it's an interesting history because they've been here for centuries. And uh, when the Europeans started to move into the area, there's, you know, water supply is pretty important here. And there was a river that was going down into their area that the Europeans uh, um, commandeered. And so to compensate, our government uh, decided, you know, now they can't grow their crops, that they would give them, you know, just food like factory food. Mm. And, uh, and so they, they're okay, they took it and everything. What happened to the tribe was mass obesity, high blood pressure, hypertension. Predictable. Not only that, but they introduced alcohol as well. And um, the we alcoholism was really high. In fact, that guy in the, uh, that was raising the flag was extremely affected by the alcoholism and died at a very early age as a result. But it's interesting to see that here's this tribe that was very healthy, living there for centuries. But as soon as they got on that processed food, yeah, it messed up all of their health. That's all you need to know, really. Yeah, that kind of tells the whole story of that in a nutshell. But you know what else we did to Native Americans is we introduced diseases that they never had before. That's right. And something like ninety percent of them actually died from that rather than That's from right. war. That's exactly right. Well, you yeah. know what's interesting? A lot of people don't know this. Uh, it, it, the pilgrims, of course, they when they came to uh, when they came to the, the 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 continent, they met an Indian named Squanto, and he was the only guy. He was the only guy there. And it's an interesting story. This, those pilgrims never would have lived through that first winter had it not been for Squanto because he knew how to help. He knew exactly where to find food. He actually plugged them into another tribe that helped them. You always see the picture of the, the pilgrims eating Thanksgiving dinner with the Indians. That really did happen. Yeah. Uh, and and um, a lot of those pilgrims died that first year getting through the winter because it's so tough. But what had happened, the reason that Squanto was the only Indian there is because the Europeans that had come there before had introduced those diseases. Oh. And Squanto was actually taken back to the UK as an indentured servant and lived there for about 20 years and learned how to speak English and actually liked the European people. And But he wanted to go home to his people and he found a way back when he got back no one in his tribe was alive. Oh my and uh, it was because the smallpox and things like that had completely wiped them out. In fact, the other Indian tribe was kind of staying away from Squanto because, <laughs> because of this whole thing, even though they liked him. Right. Uh, but think about it. When the pilgrims got there, this Indian comes out of the woods 
and he's speaking English and he's t- telling them exactly how to live. What are the chances of that? <laughs> right, um, right. And uh, anyhow, but to your point, you know, this is what happens. It happens in reverse too. We were getting diseases we hadn't gotten uh, um, because we hadn't been on this continent. So, mm. but isn't the immune system an interesting thing? Yeah. How this whole herd immunity thing happens and I don't know. I, I'm fascinated by by just that story that you just told and, yeah. and this story, too. Well, the immune system is interesting. I think I mentioned this a long time ago on the podcast, but a long time ago, I saw a Dateline special that there was a study. They covered the study that uh, it was about kids and the kids uh, from the city versus the, the from the farms, the rural the yeah. kids from the farms had much, much lower instance of colds and flu and disease and all that because their immune system was so high because they're exposed to everything. And we're, yes. my point is, is that we're in such yes. a society now that all we worry about, we're germaphobes and there's Isn't good and crazy? bad to it. There, remember when we were kids, you'll never see this anymore, but I used to love those pretzel rods. Stick your Grammy little hand yeah. in there. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go ahead, kid. Go ahead and grab your pretzel. They would let us all go. Here it is, middle winter. Yeah. Pretzel, right. Which one could I have? Right. We all hey, so, did that, though. That probably helped us tremendously. Probably, right. Let's just finish up this uh, one thing because I got a couple of current events I really want to talk to you about. <laughs> There's some good. Oh, ones. so the sleep thing. So you know, we it says you know minimize your distru- disruptions absolutely as much as possible because it's the it's not the quantity, it's the quality. You want to get in that REM sleep. If you could just yes. get into that for a little bit, you're going to be a lot better. Like that good nap, you know. Yes. Yes. Okay. You, so on our program, they talk about the lighting in your room, a dark yep. room and the yep. quietness of the room. So it, like how important that is. It, it is. A lot of people want to go to bed and have the TV on. It's terrible. I don't know about you, but if I've ever, anytime I've ever fallen asleep with the TV on the next day, I feel exhausted. I do it a lot. And something I want to mention towards the end, towards the lighter side is I started getting into the show succession. Huh? Never heard of it. Really? I'm yeah. surprised. It's on HBO Max. And I kept oh. hearing about it so I much by people I respected yeah. that I started watching it. Oh, it's intense. But I will watch that and, and I miss out on a lot. There's so many shows because I fall asleep during it and I watch everything on my laptop. So it's, oh, it man. sounds counterintuitive to what everything that it's talking about here. But for some reason, that doesn't bother me. That's not the thing that bothers me. Huh. Right, so this says, you know, Throw the works at it if you have to. Eye masks, white noise, earplugs, dark window panels if you have to. But yes, whatever it yes. takes. I do all that. Avoid the eye mask the, and the earplugs. Do you really? <laughs> yes, I do. And you know, sometimes Anne Marie likes to stay up and watch TV. So mm. I, I can't I can't go to sleep like that. Well, see, Lisa and I can't even sleep in the same room mm. because we we used to, but we'll kill each other. And uh, <laughs> really, yeah, no, we just have completely different habits. She's yeah. it's very, very hard for her to get to sleep. Everything wakes her up. And uh, oh boy. So, um, oh, also I, I had something. Else. Oh, I was going to say, you know, another thing, it's not in this article, but it made me think of it. My, my buddy, Jay, he found out after my God, 
of years of being like irritable and everything, he found out that he has sleep apnea. Oh, I was, I thought, yeah, I was pretty sure you were going to say that. Yeah. Yep. So he went yep. and got a, did a sleep study and found out he was getting horrible quality of sleep. And now he wears one of those masks and stuff to, bed. you know, so maybe consider that if you're having problems. And, and you know, uh, Scott, my brother had sleep apnea and, uh, uh, he lost all that and, and he had to get on the, the 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 mask whatever that is and and if you ever see that looks horrible to me like that looks like a torture device actually like i, I don't know how anybody does that yeah but uh he and he'd have to take this device when he would travel with him and everything and oh you got to keep it extremely clean and all this stuff anyway he lost all that weight now he doesn't need it anymore he doesn't oh my god that. yet another huge benefit yeah, it's like yeah. endless. endless it it is endless. I mean, really, when you take a look at what's happened with healthcare today, mm -hmm. uh, and I mean, I don't know about you, but I feel like the trust factor with hospitals and doctors isn't there anymore. And more. so the best thing you can do is number one, make sure that you're not overweight. It seems right. like the weight thing is yeah. the biggest obstacle one. in the way to our health. Absolutely. And that and if we know, can just take that down, just like with Scott, if you just take that down, lots of these things are just not going to happen. And they never told us that all through COVID. No, they didn't. In yeah, fact, the number the one factor that you could do to take care of yourself and avoid COVID is to be at a healthy weight. Right, right. right. I, I mean, and, and that's it. And that's it. And they did. There's a lot of things they didn't tell us, Barry. That's a fact. I'm not going to go into that right now, but sure. uh, it, it is, it is, it's infuriating how they thought, how they treated us like we're stupid and sure. they really think we are stupid. And, and they're trying again. I saw, they really are. They really I'm are. never going to get through this article, but <laughs> <laughs> I just saw an article the other day about three different diseases are going to watch out because they're coming oh, this winter. So now yeah. they got to double down on everything. Something's going to have to work. They, watch. They're going to pump up the fear factor. Well, they they, they are already. I mean, yeah. you, you, you've seen the, the debates that are happening and uh, the, the, the one side keeps bringing up that, oh, yeah, this respiratory thing that's coming after your kids right now. Mm -hmm. And right, I mean, and, and, and what they're doing with these kids. I mean, yeah. why? Why? Who's going after the, our kids? Why? Why? CRT stay away from and the kids? Yeah. Yes. I mean, I get it. I get why they would want to look at the, the, the cultural revolution in China. You get the youth and you've, you've mm. pretty much captured the nation. Right. And this is what's going on. Anyhow, they I, I know, but they bamboozle well-intentioned people into because it. it sounds like, oh, well, you got to be, you know, you got to accept their sexuality and you got to accept a, the systemic racism. You got Biden saying that the number one problem in America is white supremacy. That's mind blowing. It mind is blowing. mind blowing. And then you look at Biden and, you know, yesterday he came out and he was talking about the airline industry and he's talking about how it, it, it's illegal what the airline industry is doing. You know, you buy a seat and then you don't find out until after you buy a seat that you bought the seat that didn't have the six extra inches in it. And, you know, that's illegal. This is disproportionately affecting people of color. Oh, my and God. He really said that. <laughs> and I'm like, are you kidding me? So I'm too stupid wow. to know that I got to pay a little bit extra to sit in first class. That's or exactly the what class. he's insinuating. It, it is exactly. And it's and it's disproportionately affecting me. So so like, can you imagine me getting on the plane and being like, 
How come I ain't get one of these <laughs> seats? <laughs> Here I mean, he is. Well, yeah. Well, why does it have to be? Why? Why are they painting me into this? Like, I'm. I'm. I mean, I also heard him say that black people don't have lawyers or accountants. So I remember that. I what was that and I, in uh, reference to? I forget. I. I can't. You know what? There's so many. There's about things a year ago. Now. There's yeah, so yeah. many things. I mean, so and it's things. just like uh, the the craziness of this whole thing about how. Uh, oh, we here comes a black person. Okay, now speak in a very calm voice. Don't they get use very big excited. Words. They get yeah. very they're excitable people. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh I mean, God, that's all terrible. It's terrible how how this is happening. And I'm uh, I'm uh, all right. So I, it's kind of comical in a way. Yeah, we're over fifty minutes in, and I haven't gotten through this little tiny article yet. I know it's it's, it's so fun though. It is. It's really fun. All right. Just a final couple tips about sleeping to help get, get a good night's sleep, but make sure you got a good mattress. I mean, I think we overlooked oh, that's that because that, over time right. that thing slowly, you know, becomes, uh, let's say not so, uh, uh um, firm for your spine. So you mm -hmm. want to keep your mm -hmm. spine relatively, uh, straight, well, but Stay cool. Keep a room at least around 70, 65 degrees, 65 degrees. Uh, Cause if it's too warm, it interferes with your body's natural. Did you say 65 degrees? 65. Wow. wow. Well, that's okay. you I would know, love to be able to have my room at 65. Oh, Emory uh, would not allow that. No, no, no. It's, it's just you in order to set that, uh, you know, it gets to be 110 here. So, uh, you, you know, when you set it at you get 65, used you know, that, and that's going to be different for people yeah. up here in the North versus people. Right, so just right. as we said a little while ago, your yep. bodies are just adjusted differently. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, take that with a grain of salt, I suppose. Well, it'll cost a fortune to get it down. That's what I'm getting at is 65 and 110 degrees weather is going to be very expensive. So, and, and you're right. Sure. It's relative also. Right. Right, right. And, and uh, almost done. Almost done here. All right. St uh, stick to a sleep schedule. In other words, uh, like you and I used to do, go out on the weekends and it's a totally different thing from the weekday, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. And it's really, and the older you get, the harder, the harder that, is. that is to maintain. In fact, right? it says double down on all of this if you're over 65 because aging compounds sleep woes. So wow. see your physician if you're having trouble. And I think that's a good idea because if you had that sleep apnea, you could overnight fix a big problem. Well, I'm pretty sure my dad had sleep apnea and that led, led uh, to his heart attack. So wow. uh, yeah, it's, it's a gonna, big deal. It it's a big, big deal. deal. There is. are telltale signs. One of them is dark circles under people's eyes. That, oh, sure. That's a, a big one. Oh, for sure. Uh, now there's a lot of, lot of fun stuff to talk about. Incidentally, I was just walking back from the store when we, you know, we're going to jump on this and I started listening to the latest Jordan Peterson podcast and uh -huh. he is interviewing Josh Holly. I love Josh Holly. Well, I got to tell you, I didn't know what to make of him. I get influenced a lot by Lisa and Lisa, though she's conservative, she watches everything. But most, what's most out there on TV? Left-leaning stuff. She watches The View. She watches MSNBC, NBC, Morning Joe, and all that. So she's like, I don't oh, like wait, Josh she's Holly. a conservative, and she watches uh -huh. those things. Wow, yeah. I don't know how she so does it. So open-minded, though. Yeah, yeah, very that's open. good. That's good. Oh, I told I, you before. Somebody's got to do it. It'd be during the Trump era. <laughs> 
you know, I'd come down to make, get my coffee and she's got morning Joe on and they're losing their damn minds. Like my hands hey. shaking and everything. I couldn't, hey. I had to get the hell out of there. You know, <laughs> they lost their show. minds every damn morning. Yes. Yes, yeah. they have. Yes. So, uh, so anyways, yeah, he's very interesting, very intelligent and very well informed, but I, I'm barely into it, but I'm already mm. very impressed with him. Yeah. And, and there, um, my point to that is there are times when I get from Lisa, ah, I don't really like this guy or that guy, but she's only inferring because of the crap that they say on the left leaning show. I understand. Because then I'll go and hear them like Tulsi Gabbard. She's like, I don't like her. Tulsi Gabbard, they made a um, kind of an aura about her for being, as they said on the podcast, uh, she was on Rogan again, not too long ago. Yes. And they were saying about how there's just through mainstream media this feeling that she's crazy oh crazy tulsi gabbard and somebody what? somebody respectable joe was saying that somebody respectable he mentioned tulsi gabbard and he's like oh that she's that crazy one right he goes why would you say that and, right and, and he put him on the spot he goes tell me why you would say it. he goes oh i don't know that's just kind of how she's thought of it's what they, they heard put right. that out there and yes. they do that with a lot of people. And you just they do. wait. They're going to do that to DeSantis. Oh, That's they've coming. been doing it to Is him. Is that right? I yeah. Oh, yeah. They hate him. And oh, the, every sure chance, the whole hurricane thing, they tried to set him up a whole bunch of times. Oh. Uh, uh, Joe Biden went down there, mm. wouldn't, wouldn't have a co-meeting with him, but met with all these marriage. It, it's just oh, crazy. That's awful. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 really nuts. But but you're right. And and you know what's interesting about Tulsi Gabbard is that she ended up uh, connecting with Carrie Lake out here in Arizona, who's I running for someone. governor now. This is a very interesting race, Barry. I, yeah. I the the woman that Carrie Lake is running against is uh, Katie oh, I, Hobbs. I saw some of this. Okay, now Katie not Hobbs, a respectable person, if you ask. Not me. at all. No, uh, and she's the Secretary of State here, and of course in charge of the elections. Mm. And of course, this is a hotbed for the whole election thing. And sure. uh, and so Carrie Lake is a former newscaster here in Phoenix, and so everyone knows her as the newscaster out here. Mm. The great thing about Carrie Lake is she's a former newscaster. Yep. She knows all their tricks. And oh, she right. calls them out on it every time. And it's a thing of beauty, the way that she does it yeah. very much in Tulsi Gabbard style mm. or Christy Gnome style. Mm -hmm. She's so cerebral. I, I swear to God, so these ladies that you just mentioned could save this country. I agree. I agree. Since Tulsi Gabbard went independent, I had this conversation with a uh, family uh, over last weekend, and I was talking about how much I respect both Tulsi Gabbard and Christy Nome. And my friend said, well, now that Tulsi went independent, imagine, I said, because imagine if Tulsi Gabbard ran against Christy Nome for pres the presidency, we couldn't lose. And he goes, he goes, run against, what if they ran on the same ticket? That's right. That's exactly oh right, Barry. I could see a Carrie Lake. It, I don't know if you've heard Carrie Lake at I all. Have. I saw her she's on the real deal last man. week. Agreed. Agreed. I listened to her. Sure. I So she's depending on who you listen to, she's either 11 points up or four and a half mm. points up mm. over Katie Hobbs. Uh, but when I hear her speak, Barry, sometimes I I get choked up oh. and, and it has to do with the fact that I just had to flee the state of California yes. Yes. and uh, this whole talk about this 
this state turning into something like a California because oh, all the Californians yes, moving yes. here is Great. terrifying. Yes. And uh, but when you hear this person stand up for us, and that's what she's doing, she's standing yeah. up for the people yeah. and, uh, and, 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 and taking back our government, government of the people for the people and mm -hmm. by the people. Mm -hmm. um, and lately, uh, so, so, so Katie Hobbs won't debate Carrie Lake. Oh, really? Debater. It's kind of like AOC won't debate anybody. That's right. So this is this has become the strategy is oh. don't debate. And it is interesting because if Carrie Lake got in there with Katie Hobbs, mm -hmm. she'd rip her apart because mm -hmm. uh, she, she can't. Katie Hobbs can't even talk. And, right. and Carrie Lake is so smart. And the reason Katie Hobbs says that she won't debate Carrie Lake is because Carrie Lake is a bully mm, and um, right. a bully. See how this is always thing, the like, victim. It, always it used the to be victim. that you, you have to, you have to stand up to a bully, right. but now their whole thing is, Oh, it's a bully. And it's yeah. like, wait, wait, wait a second. You want to be our governor and, and you, you won't confront a bully? bully. Well, how are you going to be the darn governor well okay Anyhow. merle can you imagine her actually getting uh the majority of votes in arizona could it you imagine make, it doesn't make sense that it could happen but, but also no. you know what else doesn't make sense uh gavin newsom um everybody every elected official in new york uh but uh, multiple many uh, uh nancy pelosi maxine waters none of these elected people it i it blows my mind they ever got elected i agree I agree yeah. with you. And um, it's, it's, it's really crazy. And it makes you, it makes me suspicious actually on yeah. what, what's really happening here. Yeah. And, and I really think that somebody like Katie Hobbs <clears throat> should recuse herself from mm -hmm. uh, the position of being in charge of the votes when mm -hmm. you're running mm -hmm. for governor, like that's a conflict right there and it can mm -hmm. only lead to mm -hmm. bad things. So, yeah. but you, you know, know, it's interesting, Barry, over the last week, with these, I don't know if you've seen some of these debates that have happened over the last week, like so. Lee Zeldin and Kathy Hochul, and then uh, uh, Whitmer against uh, uh, the 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 uh, uh, Republican she's running against, and uh, uh, Herschel Walker. Um, oh, I've heard more than I need to hear from Herschel Walker. Well, uh, the fa the fact is, is that these uh, Fetterman, by the way, uh, the these people. On the Democrat side, it looks like I can see why they didn't want to debate uh, the other person, because it's never going to help them to get in front of uh, somebody and get called out, according to this whole, uh, you know, uh, according to what the voters are really concerned about. One of the top ones is crime. And a lot of these people were big on defund the police. So they don't want to have to defend that, especially right. when you take a look at all the crime. Uh, and then the other one is what happened with the economy. And these people are, it's going to be interesting what happens here. Well, I kind of can't wait till we get it behind us. I know us. Biden, like, but people, we got a lot of dumb people in this country though. And they just get on board. I mean, when you got mainstream media is, is your propaganda arm and they're in cahoots and powerful will, yeah. and they will get on board with repeating the same mantra over and over again. Yeah. I mean, if that's all you're hearing, you're going to believe it. And they're already, it's, you know, blaming Republicans somehow. And hey, I'm not a Republican either. Um, so I'm not trying to act like you're just but you're all about justice and fairness. Yeah. And, and, you know, like in the dirty tricks that are being 
It's so like back really to the, dirty uh, tricks. Back to the Kerry Lake thing. So this week in the news, uh, Katie, so Katie Hobbs' uh, office was broken into. And so she's out there saying that it was Kerry Lake. Oh, I mean, just accusing oh her God. of that. Yeah. And then and then here's another thing that's in the news. And, and this is terrible, Barry. I, I don't know if you saw this or not, but um, this uh, apparently somebody broke into Nancy Pelosi's home last night and uh, beat Looking up for Paul Pelosi. What? Beat Paul Pelosi with a hammer. When did this happen? Last night. Oh, my God. I didn't hear. Okay, so let me just read you some of this. This is from CNN. Paul Pelosi, the husband of House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, was attacked with a hammer at the couple's San Francisco home, according to law enforcement sources. Intruders shouted, where is Nancy, before the attack, according to a source briefed on the attack. Pelosi, 82, is hospitalized and expected to make a full recovery. The House Speaker's office said the suspect is in custody the speaker's spokesperson said police are expected to give an update soon and that well, just came out while we were talking wow i uh just pulled up the daily mail because they are quick with the headlines paul pelosi 86 is in brain surgery after 2 a.m hammer attack blah 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 everything you just said uh oh my god hey i, I wouldn't wish that on the on no the enemy that's awful. this is this is terrible and it just speaks to you know the society that we're living in right now where i mean who knows it <clears throat> this could become highly politicized and who oh, this yeah, was right. and and what what their motivation was but you know we saw somebody came you know during the roe v wade thing where someone showed up at Kavanaugh's house with weapons to murder mm-hmm. Kavanaugh. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the heightened rhetoric, um, the, the partisan rhetoric uh, as, as each side is the enemy or, or uh, public Evil. enemy number one. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And this is war talk and it, it, mm-hmm. and it inspires this kind of violence. I sure look, does. I don't, I'm not a fan of Nancy Pelosi at all, but she's the it. house speaker yeah. and I'm an American. And that's an affront to me as an American. Agreed. Um, I, you know, I don't like Paul Pelosi either, but oh, I don't that, that's just evil. Come, that is, come in, with all a, that is evil. Oh, it's sick. It is. It's sick. And we, you know, I, I'm sitting here telling you how much I don't like those people as you're saying that. So, but I, I do know when I'm being fed divisive, intentionally divisive stuff. And yeah, I, I, we, I think we're getting wise to that. Most of I us think are so getting too. wise to it. And so yeah. we need to keep, keep on that, uh, keep on that movement. But along with that, People like Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer and uh, Biden and Trump, all these people are so damn old. They really are. And so embedded into our crooked political system. We need a a youth movement that is a little less corrupt and going to pull us us out of this. I've been trying to get to this for so long. Interesting stuff. Okay, from, from this week. Have you been hearing about Kanye West this week? I have. I happened upon, I, I listened, I subscribed to Lex Friedman's podcast and he's, um, he's a robotic engineer who just has a very good podcast. I discovered him on Rogan being interviewed on there. He's got a very popular podcast and he had Kanye West on the other day that I think by sheer coincidence happened to be like the day after 
he put out some really uh, huh. uh, anti-Semitic tweets. Oh, yeah. yeah. And so the podcast became mostly about that. Now, Lex really likes uh, Yay, as he is Yay. now called, which is stupid. But <laughs> uh, I would encourage you to listen to it. It's very, very interesting. What I got out of it is, first of all, he he hung tooth and nail towards his anti-Semitic speech. But you know what? That's we jump on anything that we can call racist today and, um, and hang on to it for all we're worth. Right. And I, I don't know, I'm not supporting anything anti-Semitic. I'm certainly not. And Lex continuously made the good point. He's like, dude, you keep referring to Jews running the music industry and running this industry. How, how he goes, it, because you had experience with a couple of individuals that right. happen to be Jewish right. because you got to understand, but what I'm, what I real, Oh, so, so Kanye bought parlor parlor because he got kicked off Twitter and beaten up, so to speak on Twitter, which anybody that would subject themselves to that much to Twitter amazes me. Anyway, people committed suicide over it. Right. Get off, just get off Twitter. Right. My God. Right. It's not, it's not oxygen. Um, so he buys Parler. No, he has investors, but he, he's the face of it, right? And, uh, and anyways, what I got out of that, uh, I, I, I heard uh, Kanye on, on How, uh, Howard Stern, on um, Rogan, not too yeah. long ago, maybe a mm -hmm. year ago. It was a very interesting podcast. This one was too. And he's, so I, I'm trying to assess who he is to myself like why is he so popular and um because the one time uh, several years ago he made a music video about him and kim kardashian yeah, yeah. and so i'm like i gotta pull this up i go on youtube and i pull it up and i thought it was a parody it was so ridiculously bad that i thought it was a parody and it wasn't like people are like seriously like this and that dude cannot sing. So I don't understand this, but I will say that he's very creative. So he's also got his hands in all kinds of different industries. And like he's a fashion designer and apparently a big name in fashion design. Yeah, yeah. And so he, he's interesting in these regards, but the way, he, but boy, he talks like he compares himself to the biggest figures in history. He, his ego is way out of control. But here's what I can also tell you. It's well known that he's very bipolar. And mm. so when you get somebody that's bipolar during the manic episodes, that they are like on this unbelievable high, right? And you just, mm -hmm. if you don't mm -hmm. see them, when they're on the depressed episodes, you don't see that part, uh, then you might, I think people get on board with this and he surrounds himself with a bunch of yes people. And so yeah. that perpetuates everything. Uh, this is just, this is me trying to figure out what the hell is going on with this guy. Now, I think you're onto something here. But I'll also say there's something incredibly uh, interesting Okay, now this is a day and age where narcissists definitely propel themselves. Okay, so uh, whether it's via Twitter, social media, um, uh, the Daily Mail that I pull up every day is just hysterical with how hard people are trying to get their picture in there for something or another, right? 
And uh, Donald Trump, I mean, narcissists win, win, they win these days. And so, you know, Kanye is, uh, you know, as big as they get with that. I mean, him and he and Kim, uh, they probably exploded when, you know, they came together because yeah. narcissism. In one room. <laughs> right. I can't imagine how they see. can they could have pulled that off with two yeah. narcissists like that it's got like two magnets coming together and then repelling right and know? that's what happened too i think that's that's kind of it so i i think what is really interesting i give him a lot of credit for is though is that so he seems to be able however i i'm not privy to this information he manages his dark side of the bipolar very well for whatever reason but when he's in his manic phase which is like riding a big high. He is productive as anyone has ever been. He, he is nonstop. He is, he comes up with an idea and he doesn't just, uh, he doesn't just think, wow, that was a great idea and forgets about it the next day. He acts on it immediately and he writes things down and, and he keeps going and going. So I'm giving credit where credit is due. Um, you've been frozen up for a long time. So I'm just trying to keep talking here. So I, uh, this, this is interesting though, and here's where this goes. And I think you actually dropped. Um, hopefully you'll call back, but this is interesting as well. So speaking of his problems on Twitter, Twitter, Kanye, yes, yay's problems on Twitter. Uh, Elon just bought it yesterday. It was official. And, uh, and so my question is, will it be free speech? That's all he talked about for the last several months is Twitter does not have free speech. And hey, you're back. So I, I just kept on talking about this. Right so uh, as far as Kanye West goes with his problems on Twitter, that leads me into yesterday, Elon officially bought Twitter, finally. And so my, my question is, will it, will it be free speech? That's all he talked about the last couple of months. But now he says yesterday in an article, um, we cannot let it become a free-for-all hellscape where anything can be said without consequences. So it should be warm and welcoming to all. Well, that sounds like censorship to me. How are you going to pull that off? I don't know what to make of it. Yeah, I think I think that when you have billionaires in charge of these things, free speech is probably not going to be the end result. Yeah, so you got um, Kanye owns Parler, right. Elon owns Twitter, Trump owns Truth Social. Dude, we are officially, we came out of the closet as an oligarchy now. We are officially yeah. an oligarchy. Yeah, for sure. that's what it looks like. And look at Bill Gates, with all the crap he's behind, trying to get us yeah. to eat plants because he's buying up all the farmland and everything. And bugs, and, and bugs. bugs. Yes, yeah. yes, yeah. You'll eat bugs and you'll love it, Barry. Yeah, <laughs> and we won't own anything and we'll love that too. Right, exactly. Those are the two big current events that I wanted to talk about. So I, um, I think I those to... are those are big. I, I mean, the whole thing with the, I mean, you're right though. You're making such a great point about these big uh, communication social media hubs mm -hmm. all being owned by billionaires. We see Google, we see uh, mm -hmm. uh, uh, these, uh, all of them. I mean, they're all, Facebook. they're all so powerful now. They're mm -hmm. almost too powerful for their own good. And we should never look to one person like an Elon Musk and say, oh, he's going to be the savior of free speech mm -hmm. when this guy's very compromised when it comes to China mm -hmm. and the business that he wants to do in 
China with and, and the electric cars and the batteries and all that kind of stuff. The guy's got satellites up in space, communication satellites. I mean, think about if this guy wanted to hurt us, if somebody, if somebody, if some, he woke up one day and he's just, you know what? I hate everybody. Think how badly somebody like that could hurt the security of each and every family here in America. Mm. Well, for sure. I, I mean, it, it's too much power to, to for these people to have. I, sure. I'm in agreement with you. Uh, Mark Tennant and I, uh, my dear friend Mark Tennant and I went to the Winking Lizard last night. Uh, I love the Winking Lizard. Yeah. And uh, we were talking about this kind of stuff. And uh, he's really into Bitcoin and NFTs. And, uh, yes. and he really, really believes, and he made a lot of sense too, that that would save us from damn near everything. Privatizing things, getting the World Bank uh, powerless, basically. They would be powerless. So they are trying very hard to develop their own. And That's right. you know how in bed they are with our politicians. So they're going to be, you're going to start hearing all the time about how uh the existing cryptocurrency is evil and their cryptocurrency is going to be the right. You're hearing it already. That's, that's definitely happening. And when you hear governments talking about uh, crypto and the central banking system, beware. Well, he also made another great point. And he says, this could also save us from ourselves with all of the debates over elections being rigged. And every time the loser is always going to go into that camp. Now, <clears throat> now that, that we've seen it. The Dems did it with Hillary. Republicans did it with Trump uh, in the last two elections. He says Bitcoin makes that irrefutable because you vote on your Bitcoin. Bitcoin is like an irrefutable piece of your identity. And if you have it and you vote via your Bitcoin, you have one vote and boom, that's Barry Edwards Bitcoin. It's those things are uh, identified via all these different computers. Right, right. That are are independent and they don't have skin in the game. I I get the safety factor. The problem is, is that exactly what you mentioned is these very, very powerful sources that want to commandeer that whole thing. And and they're very close to doing it right now. And you see the new prime minister that came into the UK because the former one couldn't handle it after 41 days. And this guy wants to bring in, uh, you know, this type of currency and and put it into the central banks and he's all plugged into the wef and mm. look out so mm. this is this is a positive thing that could easily turn into a sword that stabs you right in the wallet and uh we, we we're, we're gonna have to keep uh keep an eye on that one because that one's important speaking of that though barry did you see paypal back in the news again Again, let's see. Are you talking about from like two weeks ago? Yeah, from two weeks ago. Remember, they told us that uh, they were going to go ahead and change their acceptable use policy to invoke penalties on people if they they put yeah disinformation or misinformation out there and everybody found out about it there was a huge uproar everybody was mad they and then they that a couple days later they came back and they said oh this was all we're a just big kidding. mistake yeah this, <laughs> somehow kidding. this happened it was a big mistake no. and I, you and i talked about it and i was Ooh. saying there's no way you could just make a mistake like that because this what is in their thinking? legal agreement. That means that the general counsel of PayPal and the CEO would have had to have signed off on it. Exactly. And so here's what the story today. Thinking? Okay, let's hear it. 
If you've not yet deleted your account, now may be a good time. If you are a seller and receive funds for track, this is from PayPal. <clears throat> this is what the, the first part wasn't from PayPal, but this is what it says now. This is what PayPal was saying. If you are a seller and receive funds for transactions that violate the acceptable use policy, then in addition to being subject to the above actions, you will be liable to PayPal for the amount of PayPal's damages caused by your violation of the acceptable use policy. You acknowledge and agree that $2,500 US dollars per violation of the acceptable use policy is presently and reasonable uh, minimum estimate of PayPal's actual damages. So PayPal quietly reinstated the $2,500 fine for misinformation after they said it was a mistake two weeks ago. They need to make some changes at the top. They got some serious problems there. Now, here's my problem is I've been using PayPal for years for my clients. And I need to switch that over to Stripe. It's just a big pain in the butt. That's the problem is they yeah. know that it's a pain in the mm -hmm. butt and they, they're going to try to get, get you anyhow. Mm -hmm. And the problem, the bigger problem is there's no definition for what misinformation or disinformation is. I mean, we know that, no. that one, uh, um, disinformation is actually supposed to be more evil than misinformation mm -hmm. but uh but they don't really tell you who's in charge of what disinformation and misinformation and is what missing what was misinformation last month could be truth today We've and what that happen this is the the question that you had earlier though barry is that you know is this this is this is an attack on free speech right here sure. and this is the this is these are the beginnings of the social credit score as well. Mm. There you go. That, this that is, is the exactly. scary thing that's happening right well, now. Well, the scary it's back to the stupidity again. Like um how could they sit in a boardroom, discuss that and say, "Okay, yeah, let's run with that." Let's yeah. make that a policy. That's brilliant. And then say, oh, no, put it out there that we uh, made a mistake. And then two weeks later, okay, now let's just put it back in. There. No, no one's going to notice. That's it's a that's amazing, isn't it? It's it's, it's mind blowing. It's like, <laughs> are you going to get away with that? If they get away with this, I mean, it's just time to open up shop because the, the right. criminals are in charge, and we might we might as well say whatever we want and get our peace because right. this thing's all going to blow up in a minute. I uh, wanted to share with you before I forget. I was talking about Mark Tennant. Uh, what he was saying about cryptocurrency and uh, Bitcoin, how that it, he really believes it's going to save our butts in many, in many different fronts. He shared with me, I pulled up the email last night. He's like, you gotta, you gotta listen. He goes, this is a YouTube video, but just listen to it. He goes, this guy, Josh Rosenthal is brilliant uh, in presenting the whole Bitcoin thing uh, very thoroughly and clearly. So I haven't I haven't uh, listened to it yet. So I'm just sharing this with our listeners that if you want to get more informed about this, Mark says that he's a really intelligent guy, Mark. Um, he says that this guy does it so crystal clear and, and he says it's, a, it's super engaging. Just uh, go to YouTube and type in Josh Rosenthal and you know, come up, you should be able to come up with That's that. That's good. 
and and this is the other thing that I think that these governments have an advantage of, and it's that people are ignorant of yes. cryptocurrency. I know I am. Well, I, I know very basic things. It's hard but to wrap our heads around it. It is. It and takes that, over and over again to get to. It's like quantum physics. This know? is this is the thing though that governments are are. I mean, they see this kind of thing and they salivate because there's so much. Uh, it, it's nebulous, right? It's oh. like it's like. Uh, climate change. You can't really identify what climate change is, but you could just say, oh, that's climate change. And give us millions of dollars. And, and, and this the is the same thing. It's it's too complicated. It's not black and white. So there you go. And so, with that, so people can be easily taken of advantage of. Right. They get afraid exactly. of it. And that's it's right. easy. And all they ever do is try to get us fearful of whatever Fear. try to keep us in a state of fear you know i i'm not a huge fan of fdr but the one thing he said that i think was brilliant is that we have nothing to fear but fear itself That's and brilliant. look yeah. how our government i mean he was the president look how our government now even our president our presidents use fear all the time to yes. to to coddle number one like, to crawl number us one. into whatever and and sure i think that's, that's terrible that. I thought Kennedy was. No, no, that was that was during the Great Depression. Okay, you you would know for sure. Uh, Kennedy Kennedy... said, ask not what you can do for your country, but what or ask not what your country can do for you, but what you can do for your country. That was his inauguration. You know, there's two things that we need to hear. We need to get back to. That's one. Yes, that is one. That's big. big. And the other is united. We stand divided. We fall. Boy, you never hear that anymore. I mean, disunity is that. the thing that is coming at us left and right. And yeah. you're exactly right. We need to start treating people that have a difference of opinion as, as okay, you have a difference of opinion, but we're all still in the American family here. Mm-hmm. And uh, and stop treating we, each other like enemies. It, it, it's, it's a cheap trick by these politicians that, we, that we're falling for. Right. I, I put that at the top of my show notes. I put United We Stand, Divided We Fall. I love big it. Big letters. Yes. Um, what was I just going to say about it? What was the last thing you just said? Well, let me just say this. You know, going back to that attack on uh, the Pelosi's is that, hey, uh, I, I'm not a fan of what they stand for, but you just right. attacked the, the House Speaker, and I'm an American, and now I'm going to get you. You know what? You're going to jail, buddy. And uh, and and I'm I, I, even if that was a, a a person that I liked, I would feel the same same way. You you attacked my government, and now right. you're going to pay the price. That's awful. I mean, there's this gets back to you know our mental health, which we don't know what to do about mental health issues in this country at all, and we make it worse. We stoke it as we're just talking about because of the fear. They're just always trying to make us more fearful about everything. And that gets people that are kind of on the edge there that sends them over, that sends them over Mm -hmm. the top. So Mm. we need to make some changes. I agree. I agree. Hey, how about this? Uh, there's a couple of things in the news right now about oil and gas, yeah, <clears> of course. Sure. Of course. Um, <clears throat> but uh, we're seeing here Saudi Arabia issues warning to Biden to not drain strategic petroleum reserve. Uh, boy, the Saudis are just on Biden like unbelievable. They they came out uh, about a week ago to say, yeah, Biden came over here, told us to, you know, not to. 
to announce that we were going to cut back on our oil supplies um, and uh, and and we're not going to we're, we're just going to tell on him and say that he's trying to manipulate us. And then he came back and said that there would be uh, severe repercussions for us for not doing that, for not helping him in the election. And they just told on him. That's wow. what Trump got impeached for, by the way, oh. uh, when he called the Ukraine and said, hey, I want you. Oh. They said, oh, we want you to dig up dirt on uh, Biden. Uh, that's not exactly how he said it, but they, he got impeached for trying to manipulate the election. And that's exactly what Biden did. Well, now we see this strategic oil uh, petroleum reserve. Um, it's at its lowest level since 1984 with just 17 days worth of supply left. Okay, wow. the strategic oil reserve is for wartime. Mm. If, if suddenly our supply gets cut off, we still need to be able to ship supplies across the United States so that people like you and I don't starve to death yeah. and we get our supplies. But this guy, in order to make sure that gas prices were low so that he could, his people could get reelected, went and used all of this so that now at the very time that Putin is threatening nuclear act activity yeah. against us, you're going to use up our strategic oil reserve, petroleum reserve. This is, I think that's an impeachable offense. Dude, there's so much. There's so much. And but get these, this. Are coming, wait, these are coming from the same people that told us for four years, yelled and screamed for four years that Trump was going to get us into World War III, nuclear war, and kill the economy and everything else. Now it's true. Now we that's are right. we are really, I'm sorry, but you go ahead. I just wanted to say that. I, I just wanted to say on top of all of this, just today, Joe Biden said that um, when he, when he uh, ran, he, one of the reasons that he ran for office was because gas prices were at f uh, an average of $5. Uh, no, yeah, gas, what? the average gas price when he took off was, was $2 and 37 cents. Um, that is a full dollar above that right now. And he's trying to fool us because he thinks we're dumb. Yes. into thinking that gas was $5 a gallon when he took. The very first thing that he did on the first day was sign the executive order to cut down the uh, the, uh, the, the pipeline, pipeline, the XL pipeline, that was which, disaster. by the way, would be producing oil. See, it wasn't yet producing. It would have been producing oil right now. If that yeah. would have been open and the spigot would have been open and had he no. not signed that they, we would have had all kinds of oil coming which we don't have now which he's is so crazy he's been a so disaster my he's question been a disaster. is there have been an, an enormous amount of terrible moves by the democrat party starting in august with the raid on mar-a-lago i think that was a terrible move to make right before the election uh including the uh the announcement by pfizer regarding the transmittability factor that's a huge thing because we we heard about the pandemic of the unvaccinated which yeah. now is a lie uh we heard about uh, we're seeing this whole debacle with the oil and the in the uh uh, the Saudis, you got uh, uh, the, the nuclear war about to happen here, or at least Putin's talking about it. And uh, Biden's talking about nuclear Armageddon. He's making all kinds of faux pas. His Democrat party is really screwing. What is going to happen? You here? didn't even mention Afghanistan. Everything about Afghanistan. I know, whole, right? Exactly. That was a I mean, disaster. That's a huge hundred billion. So as I recall, could, 
hundred billion dollars in uh, our artillery uh, and weapons left over there, helicopters, Black Hawk helicopters and stuff. And people like it's forgotten about. Here's probably the worst of all is that damn border. It is the worst of all. You're correct. And I mean, they just won't do anything about it and tell us it's not a problem. And they're doing everything that can be done. This is I Merle, I don't have words for what a disaster this has been. And we got to survive another two years of this. How are we going to do it? I, 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 I just hope that changes happen in Congress because then that whole agenda gets stopped That'd and we can start to turn this around. But I don't I mean, I'm not I'm not a big fan of the Republicans either. So no, I'm not either. <laughs> I just no, because they're, they're corrupt as well, but they're not right. They're not uh, infiltrated with this far left woke crap that somehow. You're right took over Biden's mind. And I say this, people, I think other people are starting to say this too. We were saying this this weekend amongst ourselves, we had family over. What happened to Jill Biden? Where is she? How does she sit across the dinner table from him in the evening and not say, hey, you know, you're being used as a puppet here and this is wrong. What, what you did today was right, wrong. Right, I... and, and, and not only that, but to not be... Um, um, upset that he is being used and he's being made a fool of that he's constantly being put out there where he is not he's not capable he's not phys- physically and mentally capable and he's being put in situations where uh, I don't want to say it's laughable it's not laughable but it's 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 alarming his you know the the decline of his mental state is you know it's on it's on stage almost every day it's on it's it recorded on video and it's yeah if i were jill i would be trying to find a way to to ease through this with more dignity than what i agree doing. i agree look at fetterman too and what what is yeah. his wife thinking if you saw that debate yeah. with dr oz that was horrible so i felt i felt, I felt terrible bad. for the guy i felt yeah bad. yeah i really did uh, but and he, then, he needs but, to recover is what he needs to do and this is another one of those like Trump versus Hillary situations. He, cause you got Fetterman or you got Dr. Oz. And I mean, so what are you going to do there? I mean, I don't know. Dr. Oz, uh, right. I think yeah. was a very respectable guy that has kind of made a fool of himself. In I kind of, I, I kind of feel that way. I've never been a fan of Dr. Oz, mm-hmm. but I'd rather have him there than Fetterman. I, I agree with what you said. It's, the lesser of two evils, I guess. Yeah. yeah, we got a lot of that. We always have a lot of that these days. Well, um, oh, what was I going to say? So if we want to go to the lighter side on this, I just wanted to tell you that. Uh, so I started watching the show Succession. And I don't know if I told you this, backing up a little bit. But, you know, Lisa and I, I typically watch a show I get into, like Breaking Bad. I introduced her to that. And when we watched all that together, and it was like, best show ever and it was just so sad when it ended because it was i know how you feel oh god yeah it was like losing a best friend and it was such a good show so we went from that to like ozark what another very much like breaking bad amazing show oh that ended uh so i i told her i told her all along she's like oh my god it's almost over you know a few months ago a couple months ago i said next justified said amazing amazing show and if you just watched the opening 10 minutes of the pilot uh episode you'd be hooked you'd be absolutely hooked it is what it's up there with breaking bad as one of the best shows of all time Hmm. in my opinion have i told you about the premise of it 
It's so good. No, no. Oh, the actors are so good. Tim- Timothy Oliphant is the lead actor in it. Uh, just a really charming, great looking guy that he's got a coolness about him that he's really engaging. But the cast is amazing. Absolutely amazing. Here's the premise. Okay. Opening 10 minutes of the, of the uh, pilot episode. Here's this cowboy like guy, cowboy hat, Timothy Oliphant, the star. He goes walking into a, a a really swanky Miami restaurant. It's outdoors and all that. Mm-hmm. And sits right across from this clearly drug kingpin guy. Right. And he goes, I told you last night that you had until noon today to leave, leave town, or I would shoot you. And he goes, you got five minutes. And this guy starts talking. Oh yeah, really? You're going to shoot me. And, and he clicks down. He goes, you got one minute. And he goes, oh, yeah, you're going to just shoot me right here in the middle of a restaurant. It's 30 seconds. It's 10, 9, 8. And at 2, the guy goes for his gun and Timothy Oliphant shoots him right in the head, right there in the restaurant. That's the premise of the entire show. So, oh, so here's what happens. So he's this cowboy guy in this modern day in Miami, right? And he goes and shoots this guy in modern day Miami posh restaurant. Well... He goes to a hearing. He's a marshal. He's a U.S. marshal, right? He, he has his hearing and everything. And what they do is they demote him back to his town in Kentucky, this little town. Actually, he's out of Lexington, Kentucky. But, okay. But everything is kind of goes back to his hometown of Harlan, Kentucky. It is like the old West, basically. And so this is what the show is all about. He's, he, his ex-wife lives there. He, uh, he's got a girlfriend then that lives there. There's this love triangle that kind of goes on. And there's six excellent seasons of all of this adventure going on. And Kentucky, this little tiny hillbilly town of Kentucky, kind of plays a character in the whole thing. So you've been frozen up for quite some time now. I am sure that uh, I'm going to just pause this. But uh, okay, so here you are. So I just finished the description of the of the show. And so it's really good. And and Lisa loves it. Like she can't wait. We'll binge three episodes at a time. They're about I love that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah. God, it's so fun. We look forward to it so much. And she's already like, well, what are we going to do after the show? We're almost halfway through already. And what are we going to do? She always does that. And I said, don't worry. Next up, Yellowstone. Have you? Nice. I yeah, like that. I haven't seen that it, either. I heard, heard, I've heard things about it. Yeah. I, I think uh, I that's watched my th- guy in there, right? Uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah. The, He's amazing. The, He's amazing. Uh, I've watched about three episodes, uh, three seasons of it, and it's super, super good. Nice. It's nice. like another I modern that day I like Western. that kind of stuff. Yeah, I like yeah. that. Um, yeah. It's clever. What's the guy's name? He's got the big mustache. Uh, uh, he's always a cowboy. He's in Sam, he's in, you know, Sam, Sam Elliott. Yeah, yes, yeah. Yes. I always like that. I don't guy. think he's in there. I, don't I thought he was. Oh, okay. So. But right. um, so I started watching. This is what I do. I kind of like do the recon. And then I say, you know, then I'll recommend only the best of the best to Lisa. And we'll watch them together. So I'm on succession now. This is what I get, like. I fall asleep to. So it's kind of cool because I don't. So when I watch rewatch these things with Lisa, I usually don't remember half of what I watch because I fall asleep during them. Anyway, Succession, uh-huh. man, it is about, it's about this, like, a, what's the, a Ted Turner type guy, gigantic billionaire mogul, yeah. 
old guy. And in the pilot episode, it looks like he dies and his three mm-hmm. kids what grown, full grown kids, like 30, 40 years old, are really scrambling, like who's going to take over the empire. And they're all greedy. They're totally messed up. They're, they're just, they were emotionally abused their whole lives. So they're all screwed up. Anyways, the guy doesn't die. And he, and he comes, he, he pulls out of it. He, he went into a coma. They thought he's, you know, they said he was going to die. So that's like season one. I mean, episode one, you think it's all about them fighting for the empire. Well, no, then you see in the next episode, the guy lives and he goes back to work. <laughs> he comes back in and messes with everybody. And they're just, and they're all just so screwed up and the family's so dysfunctional And it, but it's everything's such high stakes. I almost would think I wouldn't like it because it's like being in ultra corporate America, you know? Right, right, yeah. But it's just really good in the yeah, acting. Succession. Itself. Yeah, it's Interesting. so Interesting. Okay, hear about cool, it. yeah. I yeah. just got to the point where I heard about it so much that I had to check it out. Yeah, I, I, I'm glad you told me about it. And I hope uh, I hope other people get to check it out, too. Yeah. So succession. Well, and then HBO the last Max. one was what? what, what yeah. Oh, Justified. Yeah. Justified. Now we've had to so. pay. We've had to buy those seasons because they they I left see. prime. And, yeah, yeah. But you could buy them for like 20 bucks a, a season. Nice. Now, succession's okay, cool. on HBO Max right yeah. now. So I'm surprised you haven't checked that out because you're you're a fan. I just didn't know about it. Yeah, Ooh. there's so many things. I don't know what yeah. to pick, you know, like you every know. night. I, it's not like I'm still getting used to it, you know, mm-hmm. but it's like, I don't, I don't know. I've never heard of this. Let's try that. Well, you know and what I've heard I about? Cool yeah, I've heard about Endlessly is that show called Euphoria. I'm sure you've heard of that, right? No, never heard of that either on hbo max i don't know it's always being featured but i hear about all everybody's like oh it's the best show ever oh my god i couldn't i, I couldn't get past the pilot because it, it's about like seems to me i i only watched the first episode and i there must be something there i'm missing but it seems to be like a set in high school so right there i'm mm-hmm. kind of lost so you're getting a look at what kids are going through in high school in la these days Oh boy. And, yeah. And it's a whole lot of drug use, a yeah. lot of drug use. And right there, I like felt hung over watching the, watching it. I did. I didn't feel good at all. Hey, I so, know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So I couldn't, I could never, yeah. it still comes up. Like it recommends it to me. I'm like, ah, that's how I got into succession because I was looking for my next great Thing. yes yes i'm glad oh. you're forging ahead with these things so I, I can avoid the crappy ones and go right for the good stuff because yeah, you've recommended some really good ones man i'm thanks. telling you thanks because I, I okay so here's another one i was trying out on netflix because it's been so popular it just came out Dahmer. oh yeah Dahmer. yeah i heard about that one yeah uh, I saw a clip of it and I thought, whoa, that's, yeah. that's, that was very realistic. Uh, I, yeah. And the first it's kind of, it's nice the way it started because I thought, all right, it's going to be the slow burn thing. We're going to start at the beginning and then work up to how he got caught. Right. It starts right at the instant, like the case that he got caught where he got well, caught. And then so they the, cl- back up. the clip I saw was where, and I thought this was very compelling where this guy that he had, uh, t- I had one of his victims yeah. had gotten away. Yeah. And that's how he uh, got the, the neighbors were like, uh, this guy, you got to take this guy in. And the police yeah. didn't want anything to do with it. Yeah. Uh, mostly because they realized that this guy was potentially his gay lover and they didn't want to get in the middle of that. 
Yeah, they did. There was a whole lot of homophobe stuff going on, right, for sure. Right. This is like yeah. the early 90s or something, if I recall. Yeah, was I think a, so. And did, did he live in a black neighborhood? Uh, I would say mixed. And I was trying to figure out where it was because it looked like New York, but I thought he lived it was like in outside, Ohio. It was like outside Akron, yeah. as I recall. Yeah, yeah it was yeah, somewhere but, in the northern Ohio. Right. So it was near us. I mean, he was close to where yeah. we lived. I thought not, it was Akron. Yeah, I think I think you might be right. What it was close. Point? Yeah. I got through one and a half episodes and they're only like half hour episodes or something. Huh. But that first one was everything you just described. Oh God. It was like euphoria. I could I just felt so dirty. I could. Yeah. Uh, was the whole story that. is just disgusting. Dude, he he ate thing. a lot of people. And yeah, he, had, he did. I mean, I know disgusting. that there's more that I would have, I would learn if I would watch more of it, but they've uncovered like five skulls, uh, skulls, human skulls. Um, all kinds of organs in his freezer and stuff. Right, right. He had a vat of acid with decaying body parts in it. A fifth, mm. a fifty-five gallon drum. Of Jeez, that. disgusting stuff. Mm. So I couldn't make it past that. Yeah, I, I could see that. I, yeah. I'm very sensitive like that. <laughs> I know you are. Yeah, so I don't recommend that one for you. I'm not going to watch that. No, no. <laughs> I already knew not to have watch you been, that one. Have you been watching anything good? Um, movie or oh gosh you know now i gotta try to think of uh what what have i seen that was really good nothing's coming to mind lately yeah like i could I, I i could use a good thriller you know a good thriller i i really enjoy um but it's been a while since i i've you know i was trying to get into some halloween movies actually yeah, uh, those are because tough. they're stupid there's so many stupid halloween movies out there that they're not even scary they're just stupid yeah it's just like what that and and most of them don't even make why would you do that like there's why are you going into that room you hear all that noise in there all that weeping and and gnashing uh so yeah i've been disappointed in some of the storylines that i've been seeing around halloween and uh it's too bad the, I, two of the best horror movies I think I ever saw were way back in the day. Number one is Exorcist. Always, Always will be. That Always one, be. yeah, I, I, I got to got chill when you just said that. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> The other one, you probably won't agree with me on this one, but the first Nightmare on Elm Street. No, I, no, that was terrifying. Are you kidding me? That was horrible. It, it, it was, was a great idea. Well, great sure, idea. But the, the, because... It turned into a, a night. Have you ever had a dream with Freddie in your dream? That's terrible. No, no okay, I, I have. It <laughs> happened right away. Uh, <laughs> so I, I went over to you'll like this. I, I remember uh, Kevin Titmus and Glenn Fitch. Uh, they had an apartment in the in the the, the college towers mm-hmm. in Kent. Mm-hmm. And one day I just stopped over and Glenn was like, Hey, we're just about to kick back and watch movie a nightmare on Elm street. And I'm like, I was in a bad place mentally. Anyhow, oh, oh. I watched that movie and I was all jittery after that. Wow. <laughs> you know? and I'm like, uh, can somebody drive me home? <laughs> I don't want to go out there by myself. <laughs> and I think I dreamt about Freddy Krueger that night. <laughs> and I'm it like, was a Freddy's in my dream. Oh, and yeah, this is that was my point cool. is, as you say, they're, they're all dumb. I mean, horror movies, 95% of them are bad. They're just dumb, yeah, predictable, try to get you with some fake shocking stuff, right? The or music gore. And, yeah. And the gore is not scary. senseless gore. You know, right. what ones were good for a while were uh, the saw movies. Yeah. I didn't like those. I, I, I see. Hard. Cause I, 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 it was, it was, 
I guess uh, like Exorcist to me was just a great, you know, it's based on a true story. Uh, I don't know if you knew that or not. I didn't but, know that. Uh, yeah, it's based but on, in know, fact, it wasn't a little girl. It was a little boy, but oh, yeah. Uh, I know that there's another one that's called something like The Exorcism of a Girl's uh, Name. I, yeah. Totally yeah. based on a true story. It was okay. It wasn't great. The Exorcist. Woo-hoo. Yeah, that just it, it made, there were some scenes that got cut out of the original movie that they added I back heard. in, I and it was one where she's she's crawling down the steps, yeah. and I don't even know how she. It was like she was backwards crawling, mm-hmm. and it was I saw it. like even just thinking about it, it was yeah. so weird and bizarre looking. How did they do that? There's another scene that I won't even verbalize on this podcast that it is mm-hmm. just profane and gross as you can imagine. Uh, and I'll leave it at that. But that's funny that this just became the Halloween special. Appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> Happy <laughs> Halloween, everybody. Yeah, no We're hoping that we get trick-or-treaters for the first time. But no trick-or-treaters ever showed up at my house in California. Not one. Really? We had candy every year. We talked for about them. It. Yeah, yeah so- because I would think that you would there'd be a killing for them. Like when yeah. you live there. Right, be, right. You know. uh, probably some history behind that. But uh, we're thinking this year, maybe they'll come around. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, yeah, we'll see. Uh, We have interesting out here in Cleveland Heights, there's uh, the street Scarborough. And on Halloween night, actually a week or two leading up to it, it's called Scareborough. Uh-huh. They put out signs. Dude, I'm going to try to remember to take some video and show you. It's amazing. So you walked on, first of all, you can't even drive down there. Everybody goes there because right. all the neighbors try to outdo they each They all other. know it. Yep, yep. Yeah. And I mean, there's giant robotic things going on. Smoke yeah. everywhere. All kinds of recordings of things and shadowy. Th- I mean, it's amazing. I've taken video before in years gone past and put it on Facebook. People are like, it's, it's a big thing in Cleveland and it's just down the street. Yeah. That's really cool. You know, in my neighborhood, uh, there are some people that have really gone all out this year. They have these um, things that are in people's yards where it's like, well, down the street, there's a, I don't know, about a 20 foot skeleton that they we put got up one too. Yeah. yeah, and he's got his eyes right. glow at night and oh. fire in his mouth and inside of his chest cavity. And man, that is freaky. And there's oh. all kinds of big things like that in yeah. our neighborhood that are really, I, I mean, we I'm like, I wouldn't want to have that in front of my house and then have to see it. Like, I might, I, yeah. it might be like the Freddy Krueger thing. You know? Looking out the window, imagine the shadow of cats uh, in, your, in your house. Yeah, We well, have one of those 20 that? foot. That where do you put that in your house? Very realistic. It is. And so what do you, where are you going to put that and store that? I, I watched long? them put it. I was riding my bike as they were assembling it. And it's, you got to assemble the whole thing. It's not like oh, okay. they pull it out of a giant box. <laughs> <laughs> I saw, saw something on the news where uh, they're, they're, we're looking for this man. And it, it was a video of a guy that finds one of those skeletons and he just totally takes it down out of the yard and puts it on top of his van and drives away. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Like, that's so funny. I think it'll be easy to find that guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we should wrap this up. You got yeah. anything good going on this weekend? Uh, I do actually. Um, I got uh, my friends, uh, Mike and Amy are coming over tonight nice. for a little get together. And then tomorrow morning, I'm going on a, 
a motorcycle ride to nice. Lake Bartlett with uh, my friend Scott and uh, and then another guy that I haven't met yet. So we're doing that tomorrow and I got wow. my Bible study tomorrow night, which is outstanding. And, okay. and then I'm sure there's other things I got to do because my parents are coming into town in a couple of weeks and it uh, looks like the kids are coming into town and so is my brother at some point. So it's uh, going to be all big garrison get together going Man, on over here. That sounds amazing. I am yeah. working on this house over this weekend. That's my big thing. Hopefully uh, Lisa and I just uh, binge a little justified tomorrow night, take a little break. That'd be fun. But right that's, on. That's yeah. pretty much it. It's, it's going to be another beautiful weekend. We've had a beautiful fall. Uh, so yeah, really like it. Guys, uh, please, uh, Sign up with us at, on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts, whatever works for you. But a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts would sure be appreciated at the least. If you want to make sure that you catch everything, our show notes and all that, go to over50startingover.com and sign up for our email list right there. And you can always uh, subscribe to our YouTube channel uh, if you want to do that. Or Spotify. We're everywhere. We're everywhere, Merle. There you go. <laughs> all right. So another classic uh, podcast in the books. It was a great time. Great time. Yeah, for me too, Barry. All right, right, brother. Love you, man. Love you too, bud. Have a good weekend. See you all later. You too. All right.